Welcome to First Formation, spiritual exercise for Christian soldiers looking to get the fuck up and pray. Join Pew Pew HQ every weekday morning to hear the good news through grunts and with grunts in the unity of the Holy Spirit as one church forever and ever. Fall in. Psalm 119, verses 89 through 96. The Lord exists forever. Your word is firmly fixed in heaven. Your faithfulness endures to all generations. You have established the earth, and it stands fast. By your appointment they stand today, for all things are your servants. If your law had not been my delight, I would have perished in my misery. I will never forget your precepts, for by them you have given me life. I am yours, save me, for I have sought your precepts. The wicked lie in wait to destroy me, but I consider your decrees. I have seen a limit to all perfection, but your commandment is exceedingly broad. Jeremiah chapter 36, verses 1 through 10. In the fourth king, fourth year of King Jehoiakim, son of Josiah of Judah, this word came to Jeremiah from the Lord. Take a scroll and write on it all the words that I have spoken to you against Israel and Judah and all the nations, from the day I spoke to you, from the days of Josiah until today. It may be that when the house of Judah hears of all the disasters that I intend to do to them, all of them may turn from their evil ways, so that I may forgive their iniquity and their sin. Then Jeremiah called Baruch son of Neriah, and Baruch wrote on a scroll at Jeremiah's dictation all the words of the Lord that he had spoken to him. And Jeremiah ordered Baruch, saying, I am prevented from entering the house of the Lord, so you go yourself, and on a fast day in the hearing of the people in the Lord's house, you shall read the words of the Lord from the scroll you have written at my dictation. You shall read them also in the hearing of all people of Judah who come up from their towns. It may be that their plea will come before the Lord, and that all of them will turn from their evil ways, for great is the anger and wrath that the Lord has pronounced against this people. And Baruch, son of Neriah, did all that the prophet Jeremiah ordered him about reading from the scroll the words of the Lord in in Lord's house. In the fifth year of King Jehoiakim, son of Josiah of Judah, in the ninth month of all the people in Jerusalem, all the people who came from the towns of Judah to Jerusalem, proclaimed a fast before the Lord. Then, in the hearing of all the people, Baruch read the words of Jeremiah from the scroll in the house of the Lord, in the chamber of Gemarah, son of Shaphah, the secretary, which was in the upper court at the entry of the new gate of the Lord's house. 1 Corinthians chapter 14, verses 1-12 through 12. Pursue love and strive for the spiritual gifts, and especially that you may prophesy. For those who speak in a tongue do not speak to other people but to God, for nobody understands them, since they are speaking mysteries in the Spirit. On the other hand, Those who prophesy speak to other people for their upbuilding and encouragement and consolation. Those who speak in a tongue build up themselves, but those who prophesy build up the church. Now I would like for all of you to speak in tongues, but even more to prophesy. One who prophesies is greater than one who speaks in tongues, unless someone interprets, so that the church may be built up. Now brothers and sisters, if I come to you speaking in tongues, how will I benefit you unless I speak to you in some revelation or knowledge or prophecy or teaching? It is the same way with lifeless instruments that produce sound, such as the flute or the harp. 
They do not give distinct notes. How will anyone know what is being played? And if, they, if the bugle gives an indistinct sound, who will get ready for battle? So with yourselves. If in a tongue you utter speech that is not intelligible, how will anyone know what is being said? For you will be speaking into thin air. There are doubtless many different kinds of sounds in the world, and nothing is without sound. If then I do not know the meaning of a sound, I'll be a foreigner to the speaker, and the speaker a foreigner to me. So with yourselves, since you are eager for spiritual gifts, strive to excel in them for building up the church. Good morning, and welcome to the third Monday after Epiphany. This is Brother Logan Isaac, broadcasting from Walkersville, Maryland. This morning's readings come to us from Psalm 119, Jeremiah 36, and 1 Corinthians 14. And uh, the morning's readings, of course, has to focus on communicating. On a morning when I'm having difficulty communicating. Um, But I think that's what it's getting at. Um, When Jeremiah gets this word from God, um, he passes it on to someone else was able to speak to the people where they're at and on their terms. He doesn't try to violate whatever restrictions have been placed on him. Um, He makes sure that the message is delivered, even if it has to be delivered by someone else. Um, You know, a certain accommodation for the context in which he found himself. The same is true of Paul's letter to the Corinthians, when he talks about, you know, speaking in tongues, which is clearly a popular uh, activity even way back then. Um, at the day of Pentecost, which is coming up in the liturgical calendar, the uh, we have the like clearest example of speaking in tongues, which is when everybody speaks in their own language and everybody else hears it um, and there's no misunderstanding. Um, but here... Um, well, actually, it's after Pentecost. Um, the the apostle is telling them, "Look, you know, don't get so caught up in fancy communication like speaking in tongues. You know, it doesn't build anybody up but yourself unless you have an interpreter. Um, so that interpreter also must somehow be able to speak in tongues. So it needs two of you. But it's better to prophesy. It only takes one person to prophesy." You receive a word from God and you communicate it in the same language that you speak to those around you. Um, and he doesn't call it selfish. He just says, look, you know, it's it's better to communicate in ways that build everyone up at once. Um, and he doesn't necessarily take into account, he doesn't assume that churches are going to be incredibly diverse. You know, in Maryland, a lot of churches have ASL interpreters um, I know of at least one pastor who ministers to a deaf church in Baltimore. Um, but Paul doesn't assume that there's any need to speak more than one language in one house of worship. And they were you know, really mostly houses back then. There were families and extended families and friends. Um, so everybody probably spoke the same language, may or may not have spoken Greek or Latin, um, but probably spoke Aramaic, maybe didn't speak Hebrew, um, and so it's important to to communicate in a way that the receivers will understand. And he even uses this military, you know, uh, allusion 
um, that, you know, if the bugle gives an indistinct sound, who will get ready for battle? He's speaking of the military bugler and reveille. And uh, in the Roman military, apparently they also had, you know, horn blasts that would call you into battle, not just, you know, at Jericho when the priests blew on their shofar. Um, and so the the emphasis that he's putting on communicating aligns with the same kind of instinct in Jeremiah that says, look, you know, I'm I'm just the messenger. I don't even have to be, I don't even have to serve as a messenger. My role is to make sure God's word is heard and I'm not welcome in the temple, so I need to find another way um, to make sure that God's word is read in the temple where everybody will hear it. And so it's more important that you speak in a way, communicate in a way that um, is understood by your audience than it is that you speak in some prophetic, you know, voice in the wilderness way that nobody understands, that um, doesn't quite connect with anybody because you're, you know, you've got an audience of one. In that sense, prophecy can be um, as, as, um, you know, kind of restrictive or, or um, simplified or something as speaking in tongues. If if you're the only person who understands, if you're if you're the only person that you are catering your message to, um, then it's it's no better than if you're speaking in tongues without an interpreter. Um, so the emphasis is certainly on communication, but it's also about community. It's about even fallen and corrupt communities, um, they deserve to be spoken to in a way that they understand. That the important part is that they have ears to hear, um, that everything must be done um, that we can in order to reach even perhaps hostile audiences um, within reason. But, um, you know, the emphasis, the the special care is for those who will hear the message, not for those who give the message. A prayer for the parish from the Book of Common Prayer. Almighty and ever-living God, ruler of all things in heaven and earth, hear our prayers for this parish family. Strengthen the faithful, arouse the careless, and restore the penitent. Grant us all things necessary for our common life, and bring us all to be of one heart and mind within your holy church. Through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Thank you for falling into First Formation, where PewPewHQ shares morning prayers for the humble, hardy folk caught in the crosshairs of God and country. If you like what you've heard, you can participate in one of the three following ways. First, you can support the podcast at patreon.com slash pewpewhq. You can contribute as little as a dollar a month, and you can cancel at any time if I ever piss you off. Second, you can become a co-host by recording a lectionary reading for a future episode. Instructions will be provided, and you don't have to be a grunt to collaborate with pewpewhq in this or any way. Finally, you can also record and send prayer requests of a minute or less. Prayers can be included in the episode, read anonymously if you wish, or kept private for me to pray for off-air. So there you have it, three ways to participate in First Formation. I hope you'll continue to listen, even if I can't convince you to jump in. This has been Brother Logan Isaac, always faithful, 
always family. Semper Familia.